0: Let's talk post-Genesis. It's coming out this week.
1: Yeah, man. That's nuts, right? Like, we, yeah. we've yeah, we been sort of trying to release an EP for what feels like eternity. So I'm just glad we finally got one out.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're, you're coming to this as well, because you've been doing this as, like, singles pieced out over the past couple of years. Was that, like, yeah. an intentional thing, or did it just kind of happen like that?
1: Yeah, I think it was intentional, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, we weren't in a rush. I, I think we were, like, in a major rush to the EP. Um... Can you hear it? can you hear the dog just like chop a little on a bone? That's
0: fine though. My cat's somewhere crawling around me.
1: It's a... probably good to explain what that noise is no. so can you listen back to What's going on? sorry about the audio quality is not great.
0: No, no, it's fine.
1: It. it feels great. I mean we you know we did intend to release singles because obviously as a new project, you're not you know, you're not sure what the potential of it is at that point. Um and doing an EP is quite expensive. <laughs> But also as well, like I think musically, as a new artist, you need to really find yourself a bit, I think, in those early sort of, you know, in those early stages. Um, at least we felt like I think we wanted to do that. Um, and all the gigging experience and all the writing experience we've had has enabled us, I think, to kind of create a bit of more of an identity for our sound. And mm. I feel like the EP is quite a focused sound as a result of that. So I think it's the right timing for it in a way. Yeah, I definitely see that. Listening to the EP, I was literally just listening to it before we
0: were on here, and it's like, there is a a clear, like, this is what Lake Malice is in these tracks. It's like, there's a pretty diverse spread of things sometimes, like, I mean, most of it is sort of based around this uh, very riffy, kind of energetic stuff, but then, like, track, like, tracks like Mitsuko have this, like, drum and bass thing going on, and there's these just, like, <laughs> pop melodies all over the thing, and I think that combined with the heavy sound has a pretty strong identity, and I, I really do like the sound you guys are going for. Um, and I I guess jumping from that, I kind of want to know where a lot of that influence comes from, because I can see a lot of sort of broad-reaching influences there, and yeah, I kind of want to know where that
1: comes from. You want to say this one? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I think, like, he comes from, you know... Definitely like two opposites of a spectrum in a way because, like, Blake is a lot influenced, both of us, like, we've got metal influences, we've been listening to a lot of um, metal subgenres, especially in our youth, you know. Like, to me, first band to influence me is being Linkin Park, like, absolutely, you know, it's my pillar. Uh, But then moving on to like my older years, is that how you say it in English? I, I kind of started listening just to pop music and electronic music quite a lot, and replaced metal with that almost completely, like with the exception of a few bands here and there. Um, I think like interest for metal to me came back like through a band such as Spirit Box, like I found them oh, really yeah. refreshing, it brought this kind of new sound to metalcore. But yeah, all the rest to me is like yeah, it's been a lot of drum and bass, a lot of like um, um, hyper pop and pop in general. I've been listening to a lot Charlie XCX. like oh hell yeah. Part of it, like yeah. especially the album that she dropped during the pandemic, has been a huge influence in I feel like just the way I write vocal melodies sometimes, and you know, and, but also lyr- lyrically, like I keep stuff quite simple. <laughs> uh, um, Grimes as well to oh, me yeah. is like a massive inspiration. Um, Slater, oh my god, yeah, there's like lots of artists within that sphere. Um, Sophie was this like producer oh, yeah, yeah. as well, like. All these kind of pop sounds but taken to an extreme, like, I really
1: like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, what she said, <laughs> to be fair. It is weird. I think we are, I think our music interests are quite aligned. Like, I just, yeah, similar, like, I, similar experiences, really, just grew up listening to metal. And then just, I was like, actually, pop's quite good, isn't it? Like, kind of such, like, a taboo genre when I was younger. And I was like,
2: ca- be, yeah, kind really, of, like, like, breaking
1: that taboo a bit when I got older. I was like, I can actually enjoy, like... You know, lots of the, but you can enjoy all sorts of genres and not feel guilty about it really. And I feel like in that renaissance that's kind of, you know, a- almost the you know, the um, the mantra for this project, isn't it? It's about it's about kind of what can we what can we incorporate in metal tastefully that works and still would be something we'd want to listen to as people that like heavy music, what would still, still loads of pop sounds heavy, I think. Like yeah. like lots of like a hyper pop produced stuff. It's really like abrasive metallic noises and things. Like it's proper heavy. Like I feel like you can get that in in metal. Like you know, combined with like the production stuff that we, we you know we tend to go for, and it kind of like this is the interesting melting pot. Yeah. So it's just about what can work tastefully. I think what can we take yeah. from from pop that that we can blend in tastefully with metal.
0: As a big fan of stuff like, you know, Charlie XX and stuff like that myself, I can definitely really appreciate that, uh, the combination of that with the metal world. I feel like it's something that we're sort of, I mean, I guess you could probably see this as, like, a fan of hyperpop, um, but within the hyperpop world, like you're saying, there is these, like, it's almost like the opposite thing, where it's a lot of people who are making pop music that grew up listening to heavy music, and it's like...
2: Mm. they're trying
0: yeah. to combine metal elements into pop whereas on this end of the spectrum it's people trying to put pop stuff into metal and yeah. like if you listen okay. to that uh hundred gex record that came out this year there's like a, a full-on oh, so there's like a full-on like new metal song on there and it's just like to right now that that song is hilarious as well like production wise yeah. it's unbelievably heavy heavier than like any shit going on? Because it's like <laughs> it's right? clipping like fuck. It's so heavy. Oh my God,
1: they do, not they? they just clip everything. I yeah. don't know, like, I'm like, <laughs> makes
0: me feel like I'm listening to like MySpace deathcore again. You know, yeah. where yes. everything is just like, just make it as loud as possible. Sub drops ten thousand percent volume. Fuck it, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I uh, I definitely yeah. love that, and I see that influence um one hundred percent in there, and I feel like it is such like a it was a taboo thing if you especially grew up if you grew up listening to heavier music it's like you have yeah. to put that boundary up and it's like uh-huh. no i don't listen to that i listen to this it's, yeah. it's like a pride thing right yeah. Um, yeah it's like no no this is my thing i don't listen to that basic stuff but then when you get into like, your 20s you're like but it is kind of good though and like especially yeah. from like a production standpoint i listen to pop music and i'm like how the fuck do they yeah. make something sound that good yes um and i feel like yeah i i i really I, c- I can see a lot of that stuff in um in in your in your music as well cuz uh, it says on the ep that you're the producer right like
1: i mean i i i kind of like try to produce as much as i can uh for our music we we did work with um john cass from va oh, yeah. as a yeah. yeah um so he he came in like kind of late in the process and just kind of helped us get over the line of it a little bit really cuz i'm not like um, you know, like I mentioned, someone who grew up listening to metal, I've not had a background in producing, you know, pop or EDM or you know whatever weird dramas we try to incorporate. Um, but I've been learning as we've been going on this project, and it's not always the quickest way of working. But someone like John Cass, um, who is you know such like a, he's just a genius basically when it <laughs> yeah. comes to like production. He like he can make any sounds yeah, you, you possibly yeah. want him to make. Yeah. So he yeah he just came and helped a little bit with it, but um I also quite like value that like, I don't know what I'm doing because I feel like I end up with like weird sounds that people probably wouldn't like normally choose or make like because I'm just you know like a just an idiot like using his elbows on the keyboard just seeing what happens basically but,
2: accidentally really yes. yeah
1: yeah but no yeah it's, it's it's kind of a learning experience for me like a learning process along the way and it's yeah quite a lot of work and sometimes I feel I feel a bit like um you know like it would be quicker to just work with someone else but <laughs> maybe it's part of our sound maybe yeah. I
0: think I think that's interesting as well because there is something like creatively freeing about having no fucking idea what you're actually doing on a technical level <laughs> yeah. like you you will put a sound down and you don't know if that makes any sense or not. And like the broader spectrum of sound, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. Cause I don't know if that is the thing I'm supposed to be doing or if it's that. Yeah. And when you get down to the level of like, you're an expert at something, it's like that you lose that entirely. There is like, yeah. you can't get rid of your inhibitions anymore. It's literally just like, this exactly is, right. you That's know exactly fair. what sounds good. So there's, I mean, obviously at that point, you're someone like John Cass, who knows exactly what he's doing, where it's like, you can bring a sound to life from from scratch but it's like there is something fun and creatively freeing and just like 100 percent opening yeah. up your door and going yep i'm gonna just do that
1: bug it I'm, yeah and i guess it's like it's just there's something to be said about like what we're hearing in music these days with people just kind of like it feels like lots of artists like 100 gex for example are just kind of trying to just tear up the rule book a little bit with with production you know like like by, You know, like, why not just have like a bunch of stuff just clipping and like, no one would ever normally do that like in pop music, but yeah, like, why not? And I feel like actually everyone's got the tools at their disposal these days to like just produce music. So you know, I think there should be less less barriers and less judgment for just trying stuff out and you know, seeing what sticks. One hundred percent.
0: I think just fucking off all the barriers. Just that—that is the best thing to do for any genre because I feel like if you're limiting yourself to whatever, like, the confines of, like, a name genre is, then you're, you're like, fundamentally limiting what you can do creatively, I think. And I think, yeah, that, I again, going to post-Genesis, it's like, there is just, like, this... There is obviously a bound that, you're, that your sound ends up converging to, but it comes from a place of, like, it's like grabbing things from different parts of the spectrum and kind of putting it all in one cohesive package. Um and i think that's quite a laudable effort did you record all of this at the same time or was this just sort of like a overtime you recorded it and then it ended up sounding
1: it well funnily enough we um we recorded blossom uh back in 2021 as like our first track we put out mm. um and black turbine was like towards the end of 2022 and um, then the rest of it was 2023 but um we got uh, carl baum to remix like those those earlier tracks right like, Sure. Um. But yeah, shinier, liquor paint on them, just just to bring them in line with how the others sounded, really. But I think like thematic A lot of
2: tracks were quite close to each other when we recorded. Yeah. Them, uh, like yeah. all the other ones. I would say definitely. Yeah. It was. It was just here at home. <laughs> that's what we record <laughs> usually. Everything. So. You're yeah. yeah. fully yeah. home
0: recording, are you? That's that's quite interesting
2: yeah just <laughs> it's just budget-wise budget budget like <laughs> it's the easiest thing to if do if you can like... do
0: it just do it like home recording is so much easier so much less stress like <laughs> yeah
2: i i don't know like because when you think about it you, you should be that way but then you you should be able to do it anytime and it's really hard to pressure yourself sometimes to just like because you're not booking a space that you're paying it's a bit like saying oh i'm gonna go to the gym but, like, if, if you want to do it at home, watching a video, it's harder to, like, motivate yourself. But if you're paying for a course, that's so dumb. <laughs> Such a stupid comparison. No, it's, it's probably, like, yeah, good analogy. But it actually. kind of makes sense. It but does make yeah. sense. It's
0: like, you, you feel like if, uh, if you've booked the time out, you've got to just go and do it. But if you're at yeah. home, you have so much time in the world, you're not spending any money. It's like, well, I can take two years to make this song. Yes. And then yeah, because it's... of that, you'll push things back or whatever. It's just like a natural right. human thing, I think. But,
1: yeah. Um, that's... I think a lot of people probably battle with. I mean, I definitely battle with that on a daily basis with just with things. It's like where where do you draw the line and go? This this has to be done now. I have to, mm. you know, like you could you could theoretically just keep working on the same track for like ten. Years. I I could work on the same you track could. for ten years.
0: There is that thing where it's just like I'm just gonna adjust that fader real quick and I'm
1: just gonna yeah nah, 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 no That's no minute. Nah, nah. <laughs>
2: What happens happens
1: to me is that I'll I'll listen to something so many times throughout the the production, various production cycles of guitar, bass, you know, simps, drums, effects, whatever. And then eventually I'll be like so sick of a certain part of it because I've heard it so many times. I need to change it for me. Yeah. But I I don't realize that. I'm just like, this isn't. No, this is I'm literally
2: doing the opposite, which is like Mm. getting like so into the song straight away first demo like oh that is perfect fuck it let's record it and then a week later oh, i am made a new version <laughs> like oh why did you have to do that and then yeah i try to speed things up uh, <laughs> yeah So like we balance each other in a way i think like
1: yeah hopefully
0: M- uh, yeah. my band's producer calls that demoitis by the way it's like the yeah. uh it, it, it's just like when you get the sound in your head from the original demo and you literally even if the exactly. final thing sounds better it's like no but i like that one i like that yeah. one that was the good one
2: I have the yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, yeah
1: it's i think it's it it can be like, like when when you're when your music is mixed by someone else and you're used to how it sounded before it's really hard to get used to the new mix sometimes but a real issue is when you like i found a lot of the time is that i i can't recreate the sound of like the first take i did six months ago there's something about the sound about where i played it the tone i had something, with something vocals, i've done yeah. and, when i record yeah.
2: vocals and I'm like the first time i recorded it and it was just with she and Mike and it was like super quick take it was perfect and then i tried to recreate that and it just never i just wish I could just keep
1: yeah. the demo well, no we do like there's so many of the, the songs we put out we've just sound, used yeah. demo takes so of, of guitars better. and vocals yeah because it's been like well good about that one it just worked you know, yeah it's weird isn't it yeah and I, I think there
0: is something to that i think the environment you record something in or write something in completely affects like the way that you do that i found mm-hmm. that recording in in my room here it's like I, I perform very differently to how i would in an actual studio it's weird like when you're in that so it, i guess it's because a studio is like a pretty high pressure environment um yeah. <laughs> but like it's kind of weird it is kind of weird the the way that it kind of affects your mind you're like yeah but there was like something about me sitting in this room and doing it and and that it just doesn't sound the same in this professional studio i've paid however much money to be in and i don't think it sounds (laughs) as good there it almost feels uh like you're just silly but you know it's completely valid i think that's completely valid like
1: there is something yeah who knows if like the next dp will will actually get a studio i mean it's certainly been like affordable the way we've been doing it so you know, we'll see but i think we would like to go and work you know like you were saying like when you're in a different environment it can transform what you do on like an artistic level when we've had like you know people like john Cass come and work with us um just having someone else in the room can actually the dynamic you know forces you to sort of think differently or more you know off the cuff with things you're is different, your attitude's are different, so we'll probably experiment with like, that. we working with people more, I think, but You know, it's been working so far what we've been doing so
0: clearly it's working so far I mean, I, th- I think It's just uh, yeah, I-, I think it completely works, but it's I, I think it's a completely different process to-, to doing it with other people like that is something that I've learned over the years it's when you're in a room with somebody else who has Some sort of well at least if you trust their creative input it's like it completely transformed how you, how you actually like uh yeah, how you sure. approach a, a song. And it's it's yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting because sometimes that's really, really helpful, but sometimes it just adds so much pressure and nerves to what you're doing and like it's kind of unnecessary. Um so it's good to just surround yourself with people you
1: actually trust the
0: opinions and stuff of. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
1: hard to yeah. It can be hard to find the right people sometimes, but like we we're we're fortunate we you know lots of contacts now like from yeah. music we can work with so yeah yeah looking forward to collaborating more i think
0: yeah it's a it, it's always fun but yeah you got to find your team i think that's like the thing you got to find the main group of people that you really trust i feel like given how much you've spoken about john cass that's like a surefire thing like yeah. you always <laughs> go for that dude um yeah no i'm sure there'll be loads of people that will happily bring your sound to life like and and really help provide, well, not that your sound hasn't been brought to life already. Like it's there. No, but, no, I
2: get what <laughs> you yeah, mean. Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of oh,
0: collaborators, like you guys have kind of been around this year. Like, I I saw you play with Vakovi. You guys played with uh, fucking Skindred. Like,
2: yeah,
1: man, wow, that's amazing. You, which uh, Vakovi show uh, were you at? Uh,
0: Milton Keynes. Oh,
1: amazing. nice. I, it was I, very sweaty. I've got, God, I've got. Yeah. Did, did we, did we, I'm gonna embarrass myself now and I'll ask you. Did, did we? Did we chat? Because I'm so. I've got such a bad memory. I spoke to
0: Alicia. I didn't know to speak to you. I think it. Oh. I, I came and bought a shirt. It's not uh, really
1: bad. Yes. Um.
0: But that was. Yeah. It was. I felt really bad for you because you were wearing that bodysuit in that sweaty room, and <laughs> I. I. I was just wearing normal clothes, and I felt like I was gonna pass out. <laughs> like it, it was Honestly. too hot.
2: It's something about hot weather that I just I'd ignore on a regular basis. Like when we played Download, I was wearing this like stupid latex dress, and I swear, like I was, I was sweating so much. It was inhumane. Like it was awful. And every time there's a show like that, that I didn't have to wear that. Like why did I do that? That was bad.
0: You suffer for your art on purpose yeah yeah exactly just to look cool just to look cool just to look cool just a sweaty horrible horrible mess like i look cool though i look sick (laughs) i look like a rock star (laughs) the rock star look is just like looking and smelling like you've not showered in a week
2: (laughs) live goals yeah that that is
0: tour that's the tour experience
1: that will literally be ours next week probably wouldn't have showered in a week so we'll look and we will
2: definitely be it as well you walk into the
0: green room before the show, and people are just like, please don't come back in here. It's <laughs> <the> worst thing.
2: <laughs> they will be out because they'll be like, I'm gonna get out of here. Like.
1: You could have it. Like, yeah. I just the bit I hate is like when you get to that, you've worn all your clothes and tour, like you've worn them all a couple of times, and you've got to like start wearing the same stuff again. You haven't washed it, and you're putting that stage T-shirt on, and it's like just peeling it out. You know. Open. I've never done that. You've not done that? No,
2: because I'm well organized. <laughs> Alright. So you do take like
1: yeah, you do take a whole like container. No, I'm joking. Shit with you. I
2: just overpack so that you know like it is really stupid though because you end up having like this massive luggage. Um, yeah. you're it takes more up more room of the gear. Yeah, but then it end up smelling. So I don't know who's who's winning you, I guess. I guess, Yeah.
0: Just bring five to ten bodysuits with you for every show, and you can just, like, cycle oh, between it. them on the night. One of them Boom. gets too sweaty, change into another one. Just like, no one will ever know. You can wear a bodysuit
1: <laughs> as well, Blake. I could be wearing bodysuits. Well, yeah.
2: Oh, I god, a lot to see. Why would I not
0: been? You know the answer to that. It's because you'd be sweating, sweating too much. <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, I'm yeah. sweating
0: off as it is. Yeah. yeah. It would be uh, ungodly, uncomfortable. But yeah, what's the experience been like of playing all those huge shows over this past, you know, year or so?
1: amazing
2: it's been unreal yeah. oh my god yeah it's been crazy because uh every time you get to open for an artist but well, first of all we liked so much every artist we supported uh, before even you know supporting them like listening to the music so much especially Bokovie like right? we're so yeah. influenced by it. Mm. um so it felt like really s- starstruck <laughs> in a way and honored to be able to play to their audience because like you know that's something that we do not take for granted. is like, you know, a massive, it's like doing us a massive favor, you know, like, hey, here you go, (laughs) these are our fans. There's a bunch
0: of people that might like your music too. Yeah,
2: Yeah. exactly. That's absolutely uh, incredible help when you're an emerging artist and uh, very appreciative of this current scene right now because it's um, very supportive, I think, across the board. And it's really nice to build these connections with other artists as well, like, um, and get to, you know, like get to know Mm, them for who they are behind the music that you'll be listening to and Yeah, I mean overall it's just been incredible very happy about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no big time. Yeah, like we um, We played with so many artists who directly inspired us to start this project which like it's kind of mind-blowing considering we only started it like a couple years ago
2: Mm -hmm. We didn't
1: quite expect to be in that position so quickly No, Um, But you wouldn't, uh, would you? like how do you post oh, yeah it's wild isn't it like you, you,
2: you just know, don't know yeah like
1: you, you literally discover some of these bands through like i don't know like a spotify playlist or something and you're like you know my experience at least was like just discovering some of these bands and being like i want to start on like this this gives me something to be excited about you know within alternative metal scene um to go from that to like knowing them and just like being mates or yeah. you know playing a show with them like Really surreal, actually, and, and like it's—it's it's hard to take stock of that in a way, isn't it? Because it's all been such a blur. I think sometimes like, I
2: feel like he's not myself interacting with people. <laughs> you're like, like,
0: you're a out-of-body experience. Like,
2: yeah, it's like an ego split in a way where before you were like trying to get your music known, and after you're mixing with the same people that you've been listening to. It's—it's it's a weird experience, I think. It's incredibly bizarre. Yeah, it's just yeah.
0: weird. Like I don't know. Yeah, you've probably experienced it. <laughs> A thousand fold what I have But it's just like
1: It's cool though <laughs> it's Like it, it makes you realise that With a couple of things Like industry is Smaller than you realise Very tiny uh, Everyone knows each other Yeah Yes Yeah Absolutely So like You know And, and that's linked to The other two things I was going to say Is that Basically like Everyone is Actually really nice Like I've met in music has been So lovely And like You know I'm so grateful to be a part of That scene in a small way Um but I think you know. also as well, that's that's kind of why it, it's good to just be a nice person if you can. Like just yeah. try to get along people because like it is because everyone does know each other and you know there's there's no I don't think there's any need for egos or yeah you know sass or whatever. But yeah, but yes you know everyone everyone's treated us really well, haven't they? On, on tours we've been on stuff like we've made some really welcome. Like we just did like a couple of dates with Skin Dread Yeah, and they were so nice. <laughs> do, do you know what I actually saw? There's a um. There's like a Facebook group for Skinhead fans. And um was one comment where someone was like, Oh like, really enjoyed the band tonight, really enjoyed the band tonight. Um, wasn't sure on Lake Malice, it's not really my sort of thing, but they sounded great. And then Benji from Skinhead like jumped in the comments and was like, So they sounded great, so that means you are into them. Like <laughs> go see them again. <laughs> like Too fucking like, right. <laughs> Too fucking right, Benji. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing that p- people like, like him who are like, you know, absolutely veterans, icons in the scene, like they, they set, um, you know, that they, they, they inspire, you know, the generations sort of coming up below them. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really positive place. It's a really, really welcoming place.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Did you guys, and I, I, I I'm going to feel like a dickhead for asking this, you played the Junction in Cambridge with Skyndra, didn't you? yes mm-hmm. it was junction yeah. yeah yeah i wanted to go because i literally lived like 10 minutes from that venue um but uh, basically that weekend my band had a gig and we were all in like hyper prep mode trying to keep away what from people and not get sick and all that <laughs> shit so i couldn't go and obviously it sold out anyway but
1: like We've got you want to guess this buddy yes.
0: been, uh, well <laughs> next time you're around my ends are in london or something maybe i'll hit you up for that yeah. <laughs> um it, do it. yeah no because i would have loved to have seen you guys again because yeah when i saw you at the crawford arms i remember just sitting there and just being like entranced i was like this is fucking awesome wow <laughs>
2: that's amazing yeah, and
0: i mean i heard i had heard you guys in passing essentially i mean we we put you on our like bands to watch for the year and i checked you out through that because one of our um our, one of our editors like put you on that and i was like oh wonder what this is and i really liked it but then it was like a few months went by, and then I saw you guys. I was like, "Oh fuck! Okay, that's what. Okay, that's what it is. Cool,
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, oh, so
1: that's so sick, so man. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really just, awesome." Uh, C- Crawford Arms is like one of my favorite venues. I think we played at. You know, it's like not something like a fringe cat room, isn't it, But it's just such a cool like place. Such it looks it looks really yeah. sick in there. Like, why is it such a good scene in Milton
0: Keynes? It's like of all places. It's like that's where like all of UK <laughs> tech metal started. Amazing. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, like cool. fucking Tesseract and monuments and all them—they all yeah, just started yeah. in Milton Keynes. It's such a weird, specific place for that to have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just like just how mine. the how the fuck it's like it's like them being like, oh yeah, the birthplace of like UK punk was Slough. Yeah, man. It's yeah, like, It's just like, well, no. <laughs> why would that make any <laughs> sense? Like, why is Milton Keynes the place? But it is the place. Yeah. Like, people it's turn so up there, and there is like loads of great bands and and you know you know scene stuff over there. It's fucking weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's awesome though. He's- it's great man, yeah it's, it's, every time we play this it felt like home, isn't it in the way that like, everyone's just been really nice, like it's always sounds good as well in that venue, yeah, ridiculously sounds ridiculously good, yeah,' it's like the, met, the they call it the metal church don't they or something is that what they call it I think so, yeah, <laughs> the metal church
0: the last time I was there before I saw you guys there, it was like I was like eighteen years old and I saw a bunch of like really small tech metal bands there, and it was fucking awesome, but like
2: amazing it was like amazing.
0: that the, the venue has changed quite a lot since then as well but it was like cool to see the place had grown and like a different like, like i don't know my taste has grown quite a lot in that time and it's just like oh yeah i was seeing tech metal bands and now i'm seeing a sort of techie pop metal <laughs> something that i really am into right now kind of band <laughs> it's like a Thanks. natural progression um i am hyper aware that i we i've apparently been told that uh we've only got 30 minutes and it is now 30 minutes
1: we, annoyingly, we have actually got another one back to back. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's we've okay. Got, um, but I mean, we we if uh if like there's a couple more questions, or whatever, we can we can tell them we'll be a couple minutes late. It should be alright. Okay. Well, I I just
0: wanted to ask a couple of a couple of small things, and then I'll let you I'll let you go and do your. your yeah, great,
1: yeah,
0: um. Did you end up dressing your granddad as the Pope, Elie <laughs> <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs>
2: um. No. <laughs> no,
0: come on. You can do He's it. You can still do
2: fan. it. He's a big fan, but um apparently yeah, not not yet. Not yet. yet to find the right occasion, I guess. Um but yeah, that that's got to happen. It's got to
0: happen. It's got to happen.
2: <laughs> He's got the right haircut, you know, like the the little hole like in the, in the middle of <laughs> Typical like Pope kind of style. Um yeah. No, my nonna will be really into them. But my granddad for some reason is more into like saints rather than like the Pope. It's it's a thing in Italy, like you know, sure. like religious or Christianity and all of that. Like they're they're fixated on one particular saint that did like this supposedly did this miracle like somehow, and yeah, there's one that he's obsessed with. You dress so.
0: him up as the saint.
2: That's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Perform a show in the Vatican.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, he uses too many swear words. I think he will be like, and blasphemy as well. Like, that (laughs) granddad is not the character. Like, (laughs) um,
0: yeah, no, I I wanted to ask just that silly one. Um, I'll let you go, but um, I appreciate you guys (laughs) spending your uh, your evening with me. It's been great chatting to you. You
1: too, yeah. Thanks so much for reaching out. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, always happy to chat. So, yeah, yeah, man, keep in touch, man. And uh, yeah, sweet, take care, take care. Thank
0: Thank you very much.